0: Finally, some good news from the Orlando Magic. Players are practicing. Whether they'll come back or not is a question for tomorrow, perhaps. But we're going to take some stock of the Orlando Magic as it seems like they're turning a corner injury-wise. We'll take a look at the Eastern Conference standings and the upcoming schedule. It's time for Thanksgiving edition of
1: Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team... Every day,
0: and you are indeed locked on Magic. Today is November twenty third, twenty twenty two. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. My name is Phil Prosmerich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily dot Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip R R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, some familiar faces back it at practice for the Orlando Magic. May not mean that everyone's back Friday, but we are getting closer and closer. The light is coming at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully it is not an oncoming train, but we'll have to wait and find out. We'll talk about what happened at Magic practice today as the Magic did get a couple guys back. We'll look at the NBA standings, take a look at where the Magic stand in Eastern Conference and their upcoming schedule as the gauntlet of the schedule begins this weekend. But before we do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether you're listening to us on Thanksgiving to escape your family, that's okay. No judgments here. We all have to do it. Or listening to us uh, on Friday or whenever, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try SweatBlock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. Well, let's just get this out of the way. I have teased it long enough. Two and a half minutes is long enough to wait to hear the news. Markel Fultz, Paolo Bancaro, Mo Wagner all participated in the Orlando Magic's practice on Wednesday. Now, Important to note, that does not mean they are back yet. Um, Jamal Mosley said, uh, specifically with Paolo, um, that whether he plays Friday night against the Philadelphia 76ers will be determined based on how he's feeling after going through a practice, going through the workout routines, um, and where he stands Friday morning. Um, Certainly, the signs are all indicating that Paolo will be back. Um, I, I think that is fairly safe to assume um Bo Wagner also pointing in the right direction it's good to see him back after the midfoot sprain kept him out for most of the se- for the entire season to this point um that's certainly a very good sign um again I I I, I won't say I, I don't I won't surmise or guess much more than that um Wendell Carter his status is still up in the air we'll see what the injury report says uh when it comes out Juma Okeke also very much up in the air as well um, when we were in the practice center, uh, practice facility, Chuma Okk was in the back while the rest of the, while the team was finishing up practice and some of the shooting drills. Um, he did come back onto the court as they broke their huddle. So, whatever that means, that's that's what it means. So, yes, Orlando is still dealing with a lot of injuries, but especially getting the news that Markel Fultz is back on the practice court, practicing with the team in whatever capacity he's practicing with the team. That is such a clear positive sign that. This era, this time, where the Magic are down so many players, is coming closer and closer to an end. Um, it, it may not be this weekend, and that's okay. We're, we're, you know, again, the Magic don't put timelines on things; they're not going to rush things. Um, you know, Paolo, I thought had a really interesting comment that he made during his press availability today. Um, you know, we were asking Paolo a little bit uh, about the recovery process, and he said, you know. When I first, I've never really been hurt before, and I wanted to kind of rush through the process. I wanted to get back as quickly as I could, and, and that's always the goal. But he said that I, he probably pushed himself too quickly. And, and of course that's what the report came out uh, or that he practiced with the team initially right after the injury and then eventually was shelved for a week, um, you know because he really wasn't ready. So uh, you know again, a learning process for him and that's going to help the, him further on down the road to understand, okay, like take care of your body if you're hurt, get yourself back don't try and skip steps in the process especially at this point where you know again games matter but they're not the high pressure games they're not the game they're, it's not the time of the season when you need to be out there playing and need to be out there out there winning games it's you know still early enough in the season that you got to think about the bigger picture not the short term picture um, so ha- having said that, yes, it, it 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 would appear, or if I were to make a, an uneducated prediction, maybe it is a little, maybe it's educated. I don't know. Um, I, I would suspect that that, that Paulo is going to play on Friday night. That that we will have Paolo back in the lineup. Um, if not Friday, then I think very very soon. Um, beyond that, I think Mo Wagner is pretty close to. Would not surprise me if he plays Friday, but I, I I don't have anything to say that he will or won't. Um, and I don't think Markel Fultz is going to be too far behind them. Um, more important, you know, I don't think he's going to be too far behind him. You know, again, possible Friday. I wouldn't put the chances at that very high. Um, I would say, you know, the Magic have their little road trip. They go to Brooklyn, and then I think where do they go after that? Um, no, they come back home next Wednesday for Atlanta. They go Brooklyn, Atlanta, then at Cleveland, at Toronto. We'll, we'll dive into the schedule here in a minute. But um, but it wouldn't surprise me if either Markell is going to be back. Um, either next week or the week after. So I, I, I think he's still a little ways away, just to kind of build up his conditioning. And, and again, that's really kind of the main thing that the Magic want. Um, they don't want, you know, a guy may be healthy, but they want to build back up that conditioning. They want to build back up, um, build back, build back up the ability to play and play permanently in their guys, so that they're not, uh, so that they're not having to take breaks and having to step back and. And kind of you know pull pull back the lever. Um you know, when guys are back, they want them back. That's been the overarching philosophy. More importantly, you know this stretch came at the exact right moment for the Orlando magic. Um, you know, the, the vibes in the practice facility were good despite the loss uh, on Monday and and again, like I said, you know I think they could feel it. Uh, you know, we could certainly see it and feel it. It just felt like they they hit a breaking point where they just ran out of gas, they were fatigued they needed a chance to kind of take a step back and reset. So obviously you get a day off coming back from a road trip. That's normal. That's, that's not unusual. They practiced on Wednesday. And, and, it, and, you know, again, Jalen Suggs really kind of said it best. Having Markell back, having Mo back, having Paolo back, kind of finally gave them the bodies to go out and practice hard. Um, you know, again, you, you teach a lot during practice, but this was a chance to kind of sharpen a little bit, to sharpen the iron, as, as, as everyone likes to say, iron sharpens iron, to sharpen themselves and actually get some real practice and real co- competitiveness in. Um, that's that's such that's such a huge thing for this team and, and it's frankly something they haven't been able to do as much because yeah they are so extremely undermanned and uh, and they gotta be worried about the minutes loads and the workload of all their players because they're having to push players a lot harder you know I, I asked Jamal Mosley today about that about kind of finding that balance of you know pushing guys and, and 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 all that but also kind of protecting against further injury because you you can't afford to lose anybody and Mosley said, "Yeah, that is that is a really difficult balance to make. That is, you know, uh, having guys understand that hey, we're on the fr- we're on a back to back. I'm going to have to play you less this game to protect you for the next game to protect you moving forward. Um, you know, certainly a guy like Franz Wagner, if he could, if if the team would let him play 48 minutes, I think he'd play 48 minutes and he'd go hard all 48 minutes um, and 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 wouldn't necessarily slow down. But that's not what's necessarily good for him. Um, you know, again, the Magic kind of have to eat some bad minutes right now." because of their lack of depth. Uh, lack of depth. Um, so, you know, getting injured guys back, that's going to cure part of that problem. Uh, and then certainly having a good hard practice, I think it's going to clean up some of the defensive and offensive mistakes that this team is making. You know, again, proof will be in the pudding. Young teams have to learn how to take what they learn on the practice floor, put it into the games. That's going to be the test for Friday. And of course, you have a Thanksgiving holiday in the middle that can always be a little bit tricky. Um, so you know, it, 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 overall, it, it, it's a good day. Um, you know, obviously it's a good day, and obviously the Magic hope that the end of the that the end of this injury run is in sight. They uh, they uh, they certainly hope that this is it. That very soon this team is going to feel the comfort. Is going to feel the is, is going to feel this the confidence that comes from hey. We've got the roster we imagined we were going to have. We've got the competitiveness that we imagined we were going to have, um, and, and and they hope they have to they have to hope and have to believe that better days are ahead. You know, certainly I think a lot of this team does believe that. Um, you know, uh, the one thing that has been pretty astounding and, and pretty encouraging about this group is very much how bought in everyone is to what they're doing. They believe in what they're doing. They believe in their future. They believe in what they're capable of accomplishing. They just know that they've been playing with one arm tied behind their back a little bit with all these injuries that they're facing. And they're obviously not done with it. Um, you know, John, who knows when Jonathan Isaacs is going to be back. I, I, I'm still hopeful that it'll be by the end of the year. I, I, I don't think he'll be out much longer. I think I think that time is coming very, very soon. Um, uh, you know, Mo Wagner and Marco Fultz, you know, being kind of next in the shoot. Cole Anthony shouldn't be too far behind them. We are going to get very, very close here to having the full roster reimagined. Um, it's obviously taken a long time, and the Magic have taken their hits and taken their lumps with it, but today was a good day of good news. The, you know, Wednesday was a day of good news to have all these guys back on the floor, have them participating in practice, bringing their energy, their competitiveness. You know, Jalen Sugg's joke, um, it was good to have Mo Wagner talking trash on the floor again. Um, Luka Doncic has no idea how lucky he is that he avoided Mo Wagner this year. Um, Giannis won't be so lucky. Um, having, having Mo Wagner back is, is going gonna, gonna to be a lot of fun, uh, to be perfectly frank. Um, but this team needs to get back to full health. We need to see and evaluate what this team can be. You know, that's, that's openly what this season's about, um, and the Magic just have to get there. Obviously, you know, Thanksgiving, I think, is a good good time to just kind of take a step back and pause a little bit and think a little bit about where the team is at. we are almost at the quarter mark of the season, so we're going to take that step back. We're going to take a look at the Eastern Conference standings and how things are shaking up and where the Magic fit in and what the Magic have to do to climb up the rankings. We'll do that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. Obviously, today a big day uh, for, 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 for sports, the World Cup going on, NFL games going on, some college football as well. We'll be cheering on the Knights on, on Saturday, obviously, as they try to get into the AAC Championship game. And of course, we'll be cheering on Florida because I'm a Florida fan. Sorry, Florida State friends. Uh, we'll be cheering on the Gators on Friday night as they look to upset the Seminoles. It's been a while since we've had to say that. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, especially this Thanksgiving Day if you're listening on Thanksgiving. If you're listening on Friday, that's cool too. If you're if you're in line shopping, listening to us. We love you for that. For your next listen though, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Look, um, I think a lot of the tension that we've been seeing among Magic fans um, is twofold. Um, one, there's a tension between fans that do legitimately believe that this team is a playoff team or play-in team. And I would say to them, your ideas are valid. Um, watching this team now almost a quarter of the way through the season, I agree, this is a play-in capable team. This team has the talent, they have the ability to make a run and be in the play-in tournament. I truly believe that. Um, Whether they do it or not will be another story entirely, but this group does have the talent, and I honestly cannot be upset that you are holding them to that high standard. Um, I cannot be upset that there are fans out there that see the talent on this team, that believe they are playing capable, and want to hold them to that standard. That's what the Magic wants you to do, honestly. That's what Jamal Mosley wants to do. Where the tension is, is maybe the allowance for mistakes. Um, I think this is a play-incapable team that I am not expecting to play in tournament this year. This team is still incredibly young. Obviously, they're still dealing with a ton of long-term injuries. Their margin for error is very, very small. Um, and so and so, it, it's not surprising to me to see how much the Magic have struggled record-wise, how much the Magic have struggled have struggled here, but at the same time, still be incredibly hopeful for what this team can be. And, and and I think it's really important as we dive into this to say that, yes, the Magic have put themselves in a little bit of a hole. Yes, the Magic have struggled through this part of the season, but they are not out of anything yet. It is still too early in the season to, uh, to, to draw conclusions. It is still too early in the season to give up on bigger goals. The Magic could burn off five in a row here and easily be in play-in position and be in the play-in battle. I, I, again... Literally, I, I, literally, I, I've, I've had, I've had followers who are on the extreme end of things. I've literally said, like, hey guys, like, let's let's let this team get healthy first before we make any conclusions and before we say anything about this team. Very clearly, though, um, you know, the Magic are not like the Sacramento Kings or the Memphis Grizzlies, young teams that have zoomed ahead um, and put themselves firmly in, kind of, in the playoff picture um it's going if if the magic are going to make a play and run it's going to be an uphill climb it's going to take something sparking and clicking in a way that it has not and certainly has not here since 2019 when the magic went you know when 22 and 9 to close the season to rally from a five game deficit at the All-Star break to make the NBA playoffs at 42 and 40 if i were to guess right now and we're going to dive into it here in a bit play in tournament's going to be 500 if the magic want to make the play in tournament if the magic want to do that They've got to get to 500. And obviously, you know, as good as the Magic have been, as interesting and intriguing as the Magic have been, they're still far away from that. They're, they're still not there yet. And you know, again, part of what this season's about, in my opinion, part of what this season's about is figuring out what this team needs to improve, what this team needs to add to the fold, to add to its collection, in order to take those next steps, in order to take that step up into contention into playoff, into playoff positioning, And yes, it's going to lead to some experimenting. It might lead to some lineups that don't make sense. It, it This season is not about this season at the end of the day. Um, certainly, I will sit here and say that the way this team is looking, and, and if things continue to progress the way they look like they're going to progress, I would say next year is a season where the Magic can realistically expect to make the play-in tournament. Having said that, I think it is important, I think it is a good idea to dive into a little bit about what the standings look like and where teams are situating themselves. Because these are conference standings are really, really interesting right now. Um, as we sit here heading into Thanksgiving, um, so these results may not be final across the board, um, there is a clear upper class in Eastern Conference. Boston, Milwaukee are the proven guys at the top of this conference. They are the teams to beat in the Eastern Conference. You know, This is no offense to the guys, to the teams in the next two, the three, four teams, um, but... Boston, Milwaukee are the class of the East. They are playing the. They're playing some of the best basketball in the league. They're they're just they're honestly. I would say, I know Milwaukee's only a half game ahead of Cleveland, but I would say their heads and tails above the other teams right now. They know how to win in the. They know how to win in the playoffs. They know how to advance deep in the playoffs. The last two Eastern Conference champions, they are the teams to beat right now. So lock them away. We're not touching them. Cleveland and Atlanta are the next two. Uh, you know. Maybe not at the three and four spot, but as expected, Cleveland Atlanta made big offseason moves and they have performed as expected. Um, or you know, maybe a little bit above as expected, but they have performed extremely well and put themselves in good spot to make the playoffs and, and to be real players in this postseason. Um adding Donovan Mitchell gave Cleveland a scoring punch that they didn't have last year. Evan Mobley being back healthy after he missed the end of last season and, and really crushed Cleveland's playoff dreams has been fantastic. Atlanta's had some shaky offensive moments and, and 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 has sometimes struggled to integrate Dejounte Murray, but they are starting to figure things out. That has always been a dynamic offensive team, and if they play a little bit of defense, they're really really tough to beat. So no surprise, you know, you know, again, the only surprise in that outside of that top four is that Philadelphia isn't there. But really, no surprises there so far. Those those four teams are going to be there. I'd honestly say Philadelphia is probably going to sneak into that top five at some point. They're going to make their run at some at some point. But that's kind of where we stand right now. The next four teams in the East, though, uh, are quite surprising. Fifth in the East is Indiana at 10-7. We We've just saw them twice. We saw how dynamic they can be. Tyrese Halliburton is really good. They have solid veterans in Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. Um, You know, I think everyone assumed that they would trade Turner and Heald at some point and probably sooner in the season and eventually lead them to kind of ta- to tanking. But they never traded those guys. They're very good players. They have an offensive style that, that really fits their personnel. This is a team that I think is going to stay. Um, you know, again, you know, maybe their depth is a problem. Maybe if they get hurt, if they have an injury to the wrong guy, if Halliburton has to miss some games, if uh, Turner especially has to miss some games, I, I do have some concerns about their depth. Uh, but that team has a very distinct style. They know exactly what they're doing. They're well coached. I kind of think, I think Indiana is here to stay. I kind of think Indiana is going to be a team that's going to be a player here uh, in the Eastern Conference. The Washington Wizards have been surprising, too. I I am not so surprised with the Wizards. I thought the Wizards would be good um, if they could stay healthy. Bradley Beal is an elite elite player, uh, an elite scorer. Kristaps Porzingis had a really nice close to last season as they began to integrate him into what they're doing. Kyle Kuzma has been the real shock and the real reason why they pushed ahead. He has had a fantastic start to the season. Those are your top six right now in the Eastern Conference, folks. Um, Again, the only team I would say is probably for sure going to move up is Philadelphia, um, they're in that next group. Seven, eight, and nine are all nine and nine. New York, Toronto, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the team you feel the safest about. They have Joel Embiid. They have James Harden. They've dealt with a ton of injuries, and right now they have to survive a little bit with Harden and Maxi out. That's going to depress their record a little bit. But when they get everyone back, you know they're going to zoom up to the top. You know they're going to make some moves and, and get to the top of the East, get, get closer to the top of the Eastern Conference. So. You know Philadelphia is kind of treading water right now, but I I, I don't think that they're I, I don't think you should sleep on them. I don't think you should give up on them uh, by any means. Toronto is Toronto. Um, they're doing the Toronto things um, again. Just really long, really versatile, really you know really solid. Um, but nothing special to write home about. Um, New York, we obviously saw them at their best. Julius Randall has had a nice bounce back season after last year. They've gotten some good contributions from their young guys. Jalen Brunson has been a lot better. Uh, has been really good, honestly. Um, with how he's integrated, they've got some pieces they can move around. New York could still be a player here in the Eastern Conference. The team in the final play-in spot, but you know we'll group them with the next two teams out. Brooklyn, Chicago, Miami, those are veteran teams that have disappointed. Those are veteran teams that just haven't clicked all the way. Brooklyn's obviously that had their problems. We don't need to get into those. Miami's struggled a little bit uh, with their home road split. Uh, Miami's just 1-7 on the road, 7-4 and four at home. Um, so they're not traveling right now. They're Miami, though. I'm not super worried. Um, we just saw Chicago. Chicago's had a ton of struggles this year. Just, something just feels off about them. They're still missing some key players. Their defense has been solid, but their offense just hasn't clicked. And, you know, again, DeMar DeRozan carries them pretty far. Zach Levine's been hot and cold. Nikola Vucevic hasn't been a great great fit with everything that they're doing. The Orlando's in a good spot where they're going to get that pick from Chicago next year. I, I, I am... I'm pretty certain Orlando's going to have a lottery pick from the Chicago Bulls next season. Those are your top 12. And then you have your bottom three, Orlando, Charlotte, Detroit. Um, honestly, I find it really difficult to believe that any of those teams in that top 12 are going to fall down to where Orlando, Charlotte, Detroit are. And right now, there's a pretty big gap between Orlando at 13, at 5 and 13, and Miami in, at 12, at 8 and 11. Orlando is three and a half game, or, uh, sorry, two and a half games back of Miami for twelve. They are currently three and a half games back of Brooklyn for tenth. So again, three and a half games—not impossible to make up. The Magic burn off five straight games. They're at ten and thirteen. Ten and thirteen is probably going to put them, probably going to help them pick up two of those games. Um, probably put them a game and a half back. So again, this Magic team just has to learn how to win a little bit, and, and, and that's really the difference between the teams that I just described at the top. Um, you know, again, Indiana is probably the youngest team of that group and they figured out how to win and they've got a really good coach in Rick Carlisle that, that's really taught them well and really identified their style. Um, this is kind of what we expected with Orlando where everything just, just working against them from, to finding consistent success. Orlando is a young team that doesn't know how to win, frankly, with a young coach that is still learning how to be a head coach and, and going through his growing pains as a head coach. That's all things the Magic signed up for. They're cool with that um, because they think it'll help them down the road or it'll make it better down the road. I do think Orlando, you know, Detroit is is good, but they're without Cade Cunningham. That's one of the reasons why they are struggling. They're 2-8 in their last 10. Charlotte's 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They're struggling with injuries. They're struggling just to kind of put all their pieces together. Um, you know, again, so we'll see what happens as LaMelo Ball gets more time on the court with that group. Um, but... Orlando may be the best of the bad bunch in the Eastern Conference. Um, they may be one win streak away from climbing up into that next tier, but they're at the back of the peloton. They're at the back of the group, and it's going to take a lot of work. And a lot of things we haven't seen or haven't been proven from this team to make that climb. Can they do it? Absolutely. They have the talent. They have the belief. They need the healthy bodies to do it. The, the, the things that have gone right for Indiana, for instance— haven't gone right for Orlando. The things have gone right for a team like Washington. Again, Washington's a little more veteran than they are, so so it's not quite the same. Haven't gone right for Orlando. Orlando needs some breaks to go their way. They need to get healthy. That, that, again, that's everything comes back to that. They need to get healthy, but um, the Magic aren't out of it by any means, but it's going to take a really strong effort to make that kind of a playoff push. That's kind of where the Magic are situated right now um, in the Eastern Conference. And it's, it's important to take a look at these things because, again— you know, I, I'm going to plan on doing this again on Christmas. Um, we'll, we'll take a checkup again in a, in a month. Um, th- things could be very different. Things could be very much the same. One way they could be different, though, is the schedule from now until Christmas is incredibly tough. We're going to go over that schedule coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Sweatblock. You know, look, it, it's cooled off in Orlando. Um, it, it's actually super foggy right now as I'm recording this on Wednesday night. It's cooled off in Orlando, uh, but you're probably going to go out to Thanksgiving today. You're probably going to go out and play football, and then you're going to come back to dinner, and you're going to be sweaty and wet and disgusting. Don't make that mistake on Christmas. It's coming up, guys. Um, Don't make that same mistake on Christmas. Be active with the family, but be nice and clean for holiday dinner. That's why Sweat Block is the the product for you. Sweat Block literally erases sweat. It, 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 it's, it's an incredible, incredible, incredible product. Sweatblock wipes have been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with more than 10,000 five star reviews. So don't miss the opportunity to try Sweatblock. This product literally stops sweat dead in its tracks. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock today. You can save 20% off with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. That's 20% off with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. It's also available on Amazon.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So you know we we talked a little bit about this when the schedule came out. Um, we look for the trouble spots in the schedule. We look for the difficult spots in the schedule. Ladies and gentlemen, we are entering the difficult part of the schedule. Um, the Magic have had a, a fairly easy schedule um, by the standings, at least. Um, I don't think it's been the easiest, but it's been their strength of schedule. I can look this up right now, actually. Um, sorry if you hear me typing. Um, the Magic schedule has been fairly tame. Obviously, they started with six of eight on the road, which um, is okay. Um, you know, which which is which is difficult, especially for a team like this. Um, but let me see if I can find this here. Sorry, I'm looking looking up something as I'm talking, and that's always tough. Um, obviously, that that was tough, and we knew that was going to be going to be tough uh, for for the Magic. But you look at the Magic; they have played looks like the twenty the twentieth most difficult schedule. So they played one of the you know the tenth easiest schedule. They will have the third hardest schedule remaining in the league, at least by uh, at least by some metrics um, here. The bulk of that—or not the bulk of that, but a good chunk of that is coming here in the next month. From Thanksgiving to Christmas is going to determine whether the Magic do make that playoff push. If they're able to tread water, if they're able to pick up a little bit of ground here, and more more importantly, pick up ground on their opponents in this stretch, then maybe we have something. You know, maybe if if they don't lose—I mean, this is all about keeping contact more than anything else. If the Magic are able to keep contact through the next month of the season— then we might have something, especially if they get healthy as we anticipate over the next month. Again, it said at the top of the show, I, I would anticipate Paolo Bancaro being back Friday. I would anticipate Mo Wagner being back, if not Friday, very, very soon. I'd anticipate Markel Foltz being back within the next, next two weeks, two to three weeks. Um, I'd expect Cole Anthony to be back around the same time in the next two to three weeks. I am honestly expecting Jonathan Isaac to be back by the end of the year, by the end of December. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about kind of the pocket that, that the Magic could get him back in. But here's the Magic schedule for the next month. Um, so get your pencils out, write this down. Friday, Sunday, they got their home—they got their two-game home series with Philadelphia. Philadelphia's obviously struggling a little bit right now, but Joel Embiid's missed the last two games for the Sixers. They're hoping that his foot sprain will be fine enough for him to play in these games against the Magic. Whether he does or not, this Philadelphia team could still do some damage. They've still got some players um, that this team needs to worry about. After that, they do a back-to-back uh, on Monday at Brooklyn. Uh, that is a schedule loss. Uh, I'm not optimistic about that game, but, you know, things have been proven wrong before. The Magic got a good good win in Brooklyn last year on what should have been a schedule loss anyway. Wednesday, they're at home against Atlanta. So, eight of the Magic's next 11 are at home. That's the good news about the stretch. The Magic do spend a lot of time at the Amway Center here in December. So, November 30th, at home against Atlanta. We saw what they could do early in the season. They're much better now. Going to be a good challenge for the Magic, especially, and their guards. Next Friday and Saturday, December 2nd and 3rd, at Cleveland, at Toronto. Obviously, a tough back-to-back. Then a nice little homestand. So if the Magic are going to bring back Markel Fultz, I'd expect it in this homestand between December 5th and December 14th. So a nice little five-game homestand coming up here. So the Magic have had some nice homestands. This is going to be a good one here too. Monday, December 5th versus Milwaukee. December Wednesday, December 7th against the LA Clippers. December 9th and 11th against the Toronto Raptors, and then December 14th against the Atlanta Hawks. Unlike the previous homestand that featured games against the Rockets, the King—not the Kings, but the Rockets, the Hornets, um, you know, games that the Magic probably should have won if they were thinking about making the play-in tournament, um, this, this, this is a murderer's route. Toronto's a very tricky team. Atlanta is one of the best teams in the East, as I mentioned. The LA Clippers have done some really nice things. Obviously, they're doing some injuries, and Milwaukee, like I said, is a class of the Eastern Conference. Then the trick, then the tricky road trip. So again, if if Markel Fultz is not back in that homestand, I find it really hard to believe they will bring him back during the road trip. This is a tricky road trip, though. December sixteenth and eighteenth at Boston. Like I said, Boston, class of the league right now, class of the Eastern Conference. December nineteenth at Atlanta, and then this is when it finally loosens up. You know, we probably mentioned all those teams before. Those are all playoff teams. Those are all playoff capable. Those are all playoff playoff position teams right now. December 21st, though, at Houston. We saw what they can do, but you know, on paper, looks like a win. Then December 23rd versus San Antonio. And then let's close this stretch out. This is a stretch where the Magic can pick up some, you know, at least on paper. This stretch from the 21st through the 28th. Area where the Magic can pick up some wins. At Houston, the 21st. Home versus San Antonio on the 23rd. Home versus the Lakers on the twenty seventh, and then at Detroit in what could be a schedule loss as well on the twenty eighth. Um, they do they do close the year out December thirtieth against the Washington Wizards. Um, they have a nice little three game homestand there at the beginning of January before they head on their first West Coast road trip uh, starting in Golden State on January seventh. That's a lot to take in, but this is to say you know again I mentioned the Magic have the third hardest schedule remaining. A lot of those games are going to get ticked off here. Um, Milwaukee, two against Boston, one against the Clippers, two against Atlanta. Cleveland, uh, three against Toronto. The Magic are going to tick off a lot of those really difficult games, um, at least from their Eastern Conference schedule, during this stretch, during this next month. And so again, we talk about whether the Magic can keep contact with the leaders in the Eastern Conference playoff race. They've dropped some games they needed to win. They needed to win that game against Detroit in the opener. It's the opener. It's kind of random. I don't lose sleep over that one. The effort against Houston, the effort against Charlotte, those are the games that hurt you. Those are the games that keep you from making the play-in tournament, from making that kind of a run. You know, blowing the big lead at Oklahoma City, blowing the big lead against Sacramento. If the Magic are a play-in team, again, they're probably not, but if the if the Magic end up two, three games shy of the play-in tournament because they got hot at the end of the season, those are the games you're going to look back at and say, you know, we learned a lot those games, but man, it'd be nice to have them right now. This is gonna be the stretch that determines what the magic season is um, from a result standpoint. The magic may not really care where they are in the standings, or and it may really be focused more on individual and internal growth. But if the magic are going to be better than what people expect of them, this next month is it. This next month is gonna determine it. If the magic can pick up some nice wins, if they can shred water, if they can pick up some, if they can pick up some ground then we might be really in a playoff race. Then we really might be in it. And we'll know by Christmas whether that's the case. This is the season. It starts Friday night. Start picking up wins. Start applying those lessons that you've been learning. Do it against some really good teams. And you're going to have a lot of believers that, hey, this team might be able to make a run. They might still have some some struggles. They might still have some pitfalls down the road because it's a young team. They're going to be up and down a little bit. But the schedule is going to lighten up at some point, especially around the All-Star break. I think it starts to lighten up a little bit. This next month is going to determine whether this season takes a real a real, deep trip down south or whether the Magic can kind of keep themselves on the periphery of the race to make a run later in the season. Now, I will say this again. This season is not about this season. The Magic, you know, if the Magic lose a bunch of games or if the Magic are within reach of the play-in tournament, they're not going to go out and make any moves to make sure they get it. You know, The only move they might make is maybe trading R.J. Hampton for a veteran that they could use to, to kind of stabilize some things. That, that, that would be about the only thing I would think they'd do. Um, they're not going to go make some giant blockbuster trade unless they feel like it's going to help them more in the long term. Uh, this is still a team and this is still a group that is focused on the future more than they are the present. And I know that can be frustrating to hear and that can be frustrating to say, but they think they have something in Paolo Bancaro. And really what this year is about is figuring out what is the best way to use Paolo, how best to pair him with Franz and, and all the other and what pieces and what players on this team are actually going to be part of this team's future. That's more important than a record. That's more important than than anything else. And if you learn and again, learning how to win a little bit along the way is is vital too. But for those that do care about the standings, this month is it. This month, this time from Thanksgiving to Christmas, this is the season for you. Um, By Christmas, we may know whether the Magic are in or out of the play and hunt uh, or or whether we'll be, you know, kind of looking, looking at college games once conference season starts to play. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, your tune in Himley, like Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the ways to download the podcast to your podcast and enable listening advice. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OmagicDaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. I probably said. Today was November twenty third. At the top of the podcast, um, I usually record this after midnight. Today's November twenty fourth. Got got that correction in at the end. Um, but it being November twenty fourth, I want to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're able to enjoy the day with your loved ones, enjoy some good food. Even if you're not in the U.S. and not celebrating Thanksgiving, uh, enjoy the day. Enjoy the day. Uh, take take a moment to thank to to, to thank your loved ones and. And just take a pause, you know, for, for whatever. You know, again, that, that the spirit of Thanksgiving is is one of the best things that we have and one of the best things that we do. Uh, just just being grateful for all the gifts that we have and, and for the people in our lives. So definitely take a moment, if you can, to do that. And I want to thank you all again, like I said yesterday, on November 23rd. Uh, I want to thank you all again for listening to today's podcast and being part of such a great Orlando Magic community. I know everyone's very, very excited about what the team can do. Sometimes a little frustrated with what they're not doing on the floor and who's not playing on the floor. But as I mentioned, it does seem like the uh, light is coming at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, hopefully not a train. Um, But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Philip I have a very happy Thanksgiving. And we'll see you all next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.